Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right, 
Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. It has been long overdue to expose the truth that the Democrats and Republicans are sucking the life out of America's liberty and usurping our rights at every turn. Now is the time to seize our civil liberties and take back our individual rights. Here on Southern Liberty, we will expose it all. With his musket on his back, the Declaration of Independence in one hand, and the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Roderick Threats. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, good evening and welcome to Southern Liberty. Y'all, um, first of all, my Southern Liberty family, do me a favor and um, send send prayers and and love and and all that good stuff to um, my my uh, normal co-host on Tuesdays, Miss Valerie. She's she's having like some issues with her coughing and all kinds of stuff. So y'all pray for her, y'all 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 do y'all know yeah y'all know how we do here on Southern Liberty. Y'all know how we do. So y'all lift her up in your prayers and thoughts and and, and all that good stuff. Um, because we need her to be well. We can't be having people like her sick. We can't do that. We can't do that. So you know, y'all pray for her. Y'all show her love. Y'all give her air hugs and all kinds of stuff. But I, I think it's fitting. Um, the title of, of this broadcast, American Woman, Stay Strong for Thee. Because it's taken the American woman to really keep this country together. I mean, we're talking going back Revolutionary War. You know, we're talking like Betsy Ross, right? We're talking, you know, uh, Harriet Tubman, right? We're talking Susan B. Anthony. We're talking Ida B. Wells, Maude Cooney, right? It's taken great American women to get us through our darkest times. And now these women and I'm speaking to the men in, in, in particular our American women need us because they are under attack. They are under attack from every direction even from within or from the powers that be have them under attack. The last thing we need to turn our back on is the American woman because she is the bedrock of this country. She is the one that is going to make the country fruitful by multiplying, right? We need to hold our women up in honor. We need to hold them up with no shame. Even the ones we may dislike. We still need to hold them up. Because they are the cradles and the bosom of civilization. 
And if we get rid of women, there is no civilization. If we keep pushing the death narrative towards women, y'all know what I'm talking about. There will be no more civilization left. This evening I have a special guest on with me. I have I, I had the have the pleasure of meeting a few few moons ago, a few 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 moons ago, not two or three, you know, because uh, you know probably I don't know about 160 moons ago, I don't know. Well, that's kind of probably a lie, probably 150 moons because the new moon doesn't show up during the day, so um, it doesn't show up at night. So I'd say about 130 moons. I don't know my 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 pagan friend, Miss Kel. You can probably tell me exactly how many moons that probably is, but anyway, that's either here or there. But you get my point, right? I've known this young lady for quite some time, and her her story is quite dynamic. Um. And it's quite interesting and intriguing, and I've been meaning to get her on the show before, but you know, you know, y'all, y'all know how Southern Liberty goes. You, you know how it goes on here sometimes. I have too much, too too much over underbooking, so much overbooking, and I, I sometimes I just can't even find the time. Sometimes you know, but I found this to be the great opportunity to allow this young lady to um, grace my presence. Um, with with her story and uh, her uh, yeah all that I don't want to get too fancy with it because I'll, I'll take away from what she's going to say but anyway um, without further ado ladies and gentlemen welcome Miss Belinda to Southern Liberty good evening Miss Belinda good evening okay. how are you doing today I am doing pretty well. How are you doing? I don't know. I'm here. I'm sitting on the radio. We're about to cut the fool because we're going to we're going to we're going to make fun of some stuff. First, first off, first off, since we're going to make fun of stuff, Miss Belinda, um, did you did you hear Jill, Jill Biden yesterday? Oh, the taco thing. <laughs> we got to start off with a funny because Jill. <laughs> She didn't do so well. Ah. Wait, she she called. Wait, forget the tacos part. I ain't on with the tacos part yet. I ain't even going there yet. How about she called them Bogodas? Yes, the Bogodas, Bogodas in New York. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here watching this. She's like Bogodas, really. Really? Is this what we're doing? Oh, you comparing Mexicans to tacos? Is that how you look at Mexicans now? Right? But you know what, though? You, <laughs> did I expect anything less, though? She's the one that says, si se puede. I mean, I did. I did say. <laughs> I will have to say this. I did say that... Um, her husband is rubbing off on her. I said Joe is rubbing off on Dr. Jill because now she's saying off the wall things. Right. The blossoms in Miami. Yeah, the blossoms in Miami. Like those are those are they're Cuban. You don't call yeah. them Hispanic. They're Cuban. Like you don't call them that. Like what you mean? <laughs> Just like the the the, the Bogodas in New York. Si se padre. I could, 
I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't. As I'm rubbing my head. Rubbing my head, I'm banging my head. <laughs> I was like, Lord Jesus, if we can't say anything any more racist and butcher, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, the bodega, you know what I mean? Like, how do you butcher that? The Hispanic community is going after him now. Oh, I know they are. She, yep, they are Jill, and I don't blame them. Right, my husband's Jill, Mexican. I don't blame them. That's at right. All. Uh, I mean, I mean, she must have got her PhD from Cisse Padway University because <laughs> they teach it some messed up Spanish. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, that, God. Was, that, was, that was a good one. That oh, really God. was. I, was like, I mean, that, 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 yeah, that's just as bad as Hillary Clinton talking about hot sauce. I, got, I keep my hot sauce everywhere. I keep my hot sauce everywhere. And they said, are you trying to get votes? And she said, is it working? Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look here. That that that's the that's 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 the funny of the that's the funny of the week. Like we we can't get past that. Like no more Spanish for Jill Biden. You, like no. immediately, if not sooner, no more Espanol. None of that. You know, no more Ihole. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, okay, she's a doctor. I know she had to study languages. Um, she didn't do too well on that part. <laughs> she failed miserably. You had one job. Wait, you didn't even take the class. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she got her doctorate uh, for teaching. Um, I know there's studies for language. She failed that part miserably. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for her to talk to a black audience. Black America is is very well known for their pork chitterlings. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. It's gonna come out of her mouth. It's the it's it's the chitterlings. It's the chitterlings. But <laughs> 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 well, anyway, we. <laughs> Ms. Melinda, um, you, you've you've had a quite a um, political transformation. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 so so let, let's let's. St I want you to start from the beginning. I mean, obviously, we don't want step by step details. I mean, we don't want. Well, on this day at this, we don't want that. We just want the overview. We want the overview. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I did. So yeah. On serious note, though, let let the let let my, my listeners know. You know, you know who you are, where you are, your beginning story, and how'd you end up here, like in this political space. Okay. Well, um, to start off with, um, I grew up in uh, Southwest Detroit. Um, my father was a truck driver. My mother was a barmaid. My father was a conservative Republican. My mother was a liberal Democrat. Um, so I grew up in a divided house uh, politically. 
So I always considered myself independent as a voter, um, and I have voted um, both Republican and Democrat. Um, and I've never really got into politics too much. And I think when COVID hit and everyone was put in lockdown, I think that kind of what is what opened my eyes more into politics because um, I did vote for Donald Trump in 16. And the reason why I voted for him in 16 was I was like, you know what, let's try this out. He's a businessman. He's not a politician. Maybe if he, he ran our country like a business, maybe, you know, things would be different. I was happy with what he was doing economically for our country, and then COVID came. Um, COVID entered our country, and uh, everyone was on lockdown, so what did we have left to do? But to watch TV, watch the news, you know, I got like glued to the TV over COVID, and I never was one for news. Um, and that's when I started seeing the hypocrisy, because I never was into any news stations, so what was the first station I turn on? CNN. Um, and I'm watching that daily, watching um, Governor Cuomo's uh, daily briefings. And then they would have uh, President Trump on. So in the middle of his, his uh, briefing, President Trump's briefing, they would always cut it off. And I'm like, hey, he's still talking. So then I'd search on another station. Then I found Fox News. And they still had him on speaking. And then it would switch back to CNN, and then they were saying something totally different than what Trump said. So I was like, hey, what is going on here? So then I started digging deeper, and I started, like, you know, really researching things a little further. And uh, I've always, but I want to just backpedal a little bit, I've always considered myself more of a conservative person voting okay. independent. Okay. Um, I, I am more to, the, you know, I, my belief system is more in the nuclear family. I mean, I don't care what other other people do with their lives, but me, for myself, I'm more of a conservative person. I believe a man and a woman should be married, have a family. You know, um, I you know I was very strict with my children. You know the way the way they were. Uh, I raised them. We sat down and ate as a family. It was kind of like the old school way. You know. Um, both my children ended up uh, being, uh, how can I say it, um, very successful. Um, I was able, I was lucky enough to um, stay home for the most part. Um, you know, I would work part-time jobs and things so that because my husband was the main breadwinner, but I was always home for my children. Um, so let's fast forward to now. Um, now I look at things a lot differently, and when it comes to politics, I believe that um, people in this country need to really research the policies of the candidates before they vote, and I don't think that it should be a strictly Republican slash Democrat vote. I think they should really research who they are voting for before they vote for them, because I've talked to a lot of people um, in person and on social media, that um, they said they didn't vote uh, for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. And that's very scary for our country. Um, and I've lost family members and everything just because I voted for uh, Donald Trump. 
I've lost family members, friends, um, countless. I've been, you know, attacked, um, you know, on social media, things like that for my belief system. And I've been called racist. I, I mean, I've been called all kinds of names. And I'm still going to stand firm to what I believe in. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm at now politically and um, socially, you know, I feel that I'm a more conservative person. So I, 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 so here, here's here. What was the, let me ask this. What was the, the linchpin for you? Like, you know, as you know, we're navigating through 20, cause 2020 was a pivotal year for a lot of people politically. Right. Um, yeah. because we had, you know, a once in a generation, two generation pandemic, Right. I mean, because we got uncomfortable. Right. We haven't had a pandemic since the 60s. Right. The Hong Kong flu, H3N2. Right. And 2020, where everything is already hyperbolic because Trump is in office. Right. And this is his fourth year. Right. He's in office and, and the constant attacks. And then Corona comes along, you know, piled up with impeachments. Right. For you, what was the linchpin where you you kind of like went from that basically moderate to more to to more center right not saying full right but i'm saying center right because most conservatives are it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And to right. They're not like right wing, right? And that's a misconception that the other side makes when it comes to conservatives, right? Because they always say that conservatives are, they're, they're far right wing. And it's like, no, conservatives are center, center right, right? Your fur right wingers are, you're like your white supremacist and your, your anarchist. And, and, and even the libertarians are further right. But they're in between that whites, you know, it's like white supremacy and conservatism sandwiched the right wing libertarians. And then you get anarchy going on the other side. That's a misconception. So what was that pivotal moment in 2020 that moved you from that moderate type, you know, moderate uh, uh, type to more center right? What was that one defining moment for you? Um, it was watching uh, CNN and the hypocrisy. And the lies that I, I mean, when I watched um, President Trump speak and then they totally botched what he said and made up lies. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So that's when I started. I never even knew that CNN was more of a Democratic type uh, left or liberal leaning station. Um, 
and that's when I started doing my research. And but that was it was one specific speech that he had, and I can't remember exactly. Was what it the Charlottesville was. one? I believe it was the bleach one where they said oh, he told yep. people to drink bleach. To drink bleach, yeah. And I'm like, that's not. Yeah, I said that's not what he said. I like literally heard it, you know, with my own ears and my own eyes. You know, watched it and heard it on TV. So I'm like, um, that's not what was he said. And he, and and I just got. That's when I. That was like the turning point for me. He's like how the liberal station just totally decimated him every chance they possibly could. Yeah, I mean, they did the same thing with Charlottesville, too, right? They misquoted him on Charlottesville. And right. see, that's the thing, I mean, Jay. I didn't even pay attention to that. I wasn't even paying attention to the news back then, so I wasn't even aware of that until after that, like I said, during COVID, um, after that one speech where they said about the drinking of the bleach, um, I started to dig deeper, and that's when I found out how they they chopped up Charlottesville. They chopped up everything he said, and they they right. flipped it. Yep. And they twisted it, and they turned it, and they buried it. It was like I was like, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, I mean, and they they did that. They did that consistently, right? With everything, everything, everything they would do, they did it. They did it consistently. So, what what I want to do, I want to, you know, come come forward a little bit before we go to break here. Um, let me ask this: If you had one, if, if you 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 had one criticism of Donald Donald John Trump. What would it be? Um, he should have. I actually had two major criticisms, but okay. I kind of think that it ties into one. Um, I think he should have stayed off Twitter. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being no, honest. that's what we do around here. And I think that he shouldn't. He should not have given the press so much free reign. He, he he gave the press too much attention, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, again, the press was digging, digging up stuff, too, and literally fabricating lies like the Mueller investigation. Right. All that right. Ukraine gate. They blew up Ukraine gate. Right. All that nonsense. Right. For their personal their, their personal polit- politician gains um, with that. Um, so. So with that, I'm gonna still reverse that question. What do you think the best thing Donald Donald John Trump did during his, during his presidency? Oh, I liked a lot of his policies. Um, I do believe the Remain in Mexico policy was a good policy because he was not he was not stopping immigration. He was controlling the uh, the flow of immigration um, to where they were not. You know, it was more controlled to where there was less drugs coming through the southern border and I mean we have a big um, issue with um, you know like the sex slave trade and things like that and I think by him doing that it helped control it mm-hmm. and I like the fact that he did that he gave people tax breaks and he took the mandate off of the Obamacare 
Mm-hmm. That was just that was just a few of many that I agreed with with what he did. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean that that's that that's that's all that that that's all legit. So the la- last thing about Donald John Trump because we really have to come to reality um, when when we come back from break. But do you see Trump in twenty twenty four? I think he's waiting until the midterms are are done, and I think he's waiting to see if we, uh, well, the Republicans, um, get the House and the Senate before he's going to announce whether or not he's running. Because I believe if they do not regain the House or the Senate, I don't think he will run again. That's just my opinion, though. It it'd be almost counterintuitive, right? It just it, it would literally be a horse and pony show if if Republicans didn't control either chamber and particularly the Senate, right? The House, not so much, but the Senate. You know what I mean? That the Senate is always pivotal when it when it comes to a presidency, right? Because the Senate is the one that allows the stuff to come in and come through and pass through, right? So at least having the Senate, having the majority in the Senate, is a big deal. Correct. Right for a president, so. so I think- yeah, I think that's what he's waiting for. I hope so. I think I that's so. why he hasn't announced yes or no yet. So yeah, I, I mean personally, when it when it comes to Trump, and, and I I don't think he should run. He's a good kingmaker. I don't think he should run because you want to talk about you want to talk about hyperbole, and it, and it wouldn't be necessarily Trump um, promoting the hyperbole. His presence. Right. Creates hyperbole Mm -hmm. and it creates division. It's not him doing it. Right. And people mistake me when I say that. Right. It's not Donald Trump creating a division. It's his presence alone because the people, the way the people attack him, the way they go after him, they're creating the division. Right. And we're already at a point now we're fractured. We're, we're almost fractured to a point beyond repair. And there's only going to be one way to fix that. And, and, and everybody has, has heard, heard my opinion on that across the airways. What that, if we get up to that point where we're fractured, that fractured, there's one thing that's got to happen. There's only one thing that's got to happen. So with that, everybody hang loose for a minute. Do the thing. Cheese wine and cracker CWC. And when we come back, we're gonna so we're gonna talk to Miss Belinda a little bit more. We're gonna talk about Joe Byron. We're gonna talk about 2020 midterm. And I don't know what else we're gonna talk about, but we'll see y'all back here on Southern Liberty here in six. Stocks falling along with oil and bond yields as investors await fresh inflation data on Wednesday. Earnings season among large U.S. companies will pick up speed later in the week. The Dow falling 193 points, the Nasdaq down 108, S&P 500 down 36. And shares of Boeing taking off, rising 7% after the aerospace giant announced it delivered 51 passenger and cargo planes in June, its best month for deliveries in more than three years. It might not come as a big surprise, but Twitter is now suing 
Elon Musk to force the billionaire to complete his $44 billion acquisition of the company after he said that he was terminating the deal. Twitter said Musk, after entering a binding merger agreement, now refuses to honor his obligations to Twitter and its stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interests. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. With over 40 million pairs of glasses sold across the planet, they've become the world's largest online eyewear retailer. They're called Zenni, and their growth has been explosive. At first, Zenni used QuickBooks for their financials until delays and inefficiencies crept in. So Zenni did what 29,000 other businesses have done, upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Here's Zenni's VP of Finance, Aaron Stryker. QuickBooks was our startup software, but when we started really growing, we were held back with too many manual processes, too many disruptions in getting the data we needed to make decisions. We turned to NetSuite to automate and customize our financial reports, so now we have real-time insights at the push of a button. So, while Zenni gives millions of people great vision, NetSuite gives Zenni great business vision. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. Head to netsuite.com slash optics for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. netsuite.com slash optics. Allegations of witness tampering. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. At today's hearing of the House Committee investigating the January 6th riot, Vice Chair Liz Cheney says former President Trump attempted to contact a witness who has not yet appeared before the committee. And she says the Justice Department's been notified and the committee played testimony from one of Trump's top aides. The committee focused on a late-night verbal brawl in the Oval Office, with Trump loyalists fighting with White House attorneys, including Pat Cipollone, who just talked to the committee on Friday. I don't think any of these people were providing the president with good advice. In the conclave, Trump advisors challenged top White House aides that they needed to go to the mat for the former president. Sidney Powell implored the former president to appoint her special counsel to investigate the election. She also wanted the military to seize voting machines. Cipollone was appalled. After the meeting, President Trump fired off a tweet which the committee says fueled the riot. Fox's Chad Perkerman in Washington. New video has been released by Texas lawmakers as the investigating into the mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas in May continues which shows the gunman entering the school armed with a rifle and later shows police officers in body armor milling in the hallway outside classrooms where 19 children and two teachers were killed. The edited footage was published as Texas lawmakers investigating the massacre are preparing to release their findings. A deadly boating accident in the Hudson River in New York City. New York City Deputy Fire Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh says a boat capsized near a pier, killing two. Seven-year-old male and a 50-year-old female. In addition, there are two New Yorkers in critical condition in the hospitals and an additional New Yorker who is stable but critical at the hospital at this time. Kavanaugh says a ferry nearby helped rescue survivors. America is listening to Fox News. In the last decade, 63% of tech IPOs have used this to gain visibility and control over their financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting. What is this solution, and why should you care? Answers at netsuite.com slash quick. netsuite.com slash quick. 
Jury selections begun in Denver, Colorado, in the trial of a dental franchise owner accused of killing his wife on an African safari. Federal prosecutors allege 67-year-old Larry Rudolph killed his wife on a 2016 hunting trip in Zambia, then cashed nearly $5 million in life and accidental death insurance policies. Prosecutors charged Rudolph with murder and mail fraud. Rudolph says he's innocent and told Zambian police his wife of 34 years, Bianca, died when he was in the bathroom, suggesting she shot herself while trying to pack a gun for the trip. But prosecutors say the shot was fired from two to three and a half feet away. If convicted, the federal murder charge carries a maximum penalty of life in prison or death. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. The new ad campaign from the Democratic National Committee is aimed at energizing voters following last month's Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Starting today, ads from the Democratic National Committee are hitting the websites of more than 20 lifestyle publications, warning that Republicans' ultimate goal is to outlaw abortion nationwide. The ads show Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell alongside text that says, quote, Republicans are pushing to ban abortion nationally. Join us in fighting back. Websites featuring the $10,000 ad buy include Teen Vogue, Glamour, Elle, Cosmopolitan, Refinery29, GQ, Men's Health, and others. The campaign is also promoting what the DNC calls a week of action devoted to defending abortion rights and is also meant to help publicize defendchoice.org. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. NASA has unveiled a new batch of images from its new powerful space telescope. Views released today include a foamy blue and orange shot of a dying star, five galaxies and a so-called cosmic dance, and a sparkling landscape of baby stars. I'm Lee Silicera, and this is Fox News. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, Truebill users save $720 a year. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Fox News. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Fox News. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Fox News. Welcome back, Southern Liberty. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me and Miss Melinda this evening. Those of you joining in the second half. Um, make sure you show some love and send some prayers up for Miss Val. Get well wishes and all that good stuff. Make sure you're doing that. Do that for me. I know you love her. I love her. We all love her. Do the thing. You know what to do. We're talking to Miss Belinda this evening. And we're going to get into. 
one of the social ails we're dealing with right now as a country, as y'all seen um, the title, American Woman, Stay Strong for Thee. Um, and I want to direct a question at Miss Belinda here. What it, What is your raw opinion about the social landscape for women right now? Um, meaning Roe v. Wade or all in general? All of it. All of it. Whole thing. All of it. Well, I think that women are, are under a misconception that they're being attacked. Um, that they're under attack, and, and I don't believe that they are. I just okay. don't. Okay. You know, with the whole Roe v. Wade thing, it was all it was all based on a lie to begin with, and it should have never went to the Supreme Court. It's not part of the Constitution, so it should it should have never ever made it there. And I'm glad that they did take it back to the states and let, let each individual state um, do their thing. You know, vote. If you don't like the the law, vote. Right. I would I, I I would beg to say that women are under attack, right? And, and I say that looking at how, I mean, it, it going down the line with Roe v. Wade, right? How the 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 pro-choice women like literally their 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 jaguar claws come out at all the pro-life women, right? So you have that internal struggle, right, over. Uh, what quote-unquote are women's rights, whichever way you people want to frame that. And we also have the attack from the federal government on women, right, in many different ways, right, using, you know, abortion as a commodity, right, which would make women, you know, women, I mean, using abortion as commerce, which makes women's bodies a commodity, right, and the products thereof that come from them, a.k.a. Uh, fetal parts, right, Um and how they market right and and I mentioned I've mentioned this before um about how they market um death to black women right I've mentioned it many times in the form of abortion right um so there are so many fronts there that I can sit back I'm sit back watching and seeing that they're doing you know to you know to to attack women and try to denigrate women right um and, and and with that, the feminist movement doesn't that doesn't help that situation. Speaking of the feminist movement, what is your opinion about this third wave feminism? Mm, could you explain a little more what you mean by that? Well, the third wave feminism, right? We're talking about the ones that are like, I'm I'm misindependent. I need no man. Men are toxic. Um. Uh, uh, um, what other stuff they like to throw out there? Men are misogynistic pigs, right? That group. Okay, are you still there? Because I heard a ping. Yeah, I'm. I'm out here. Okay. Um. One. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna revert back to. I consider myself more of a conservative. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky. 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conservative woman. So, uh-huh. um, I'm not saying that women need men, but... For them to, for women to think that, at the end of the day, you can't procreate without a man. And for women that say that they can't, they can, they can just simply go to a sperm bank. Well, it's still a man's sperm, so yeah, you do need a man. Um, they, I don't know. Women today are just, they want to be so independent. And that's good. I mean, hey, you want to be independent, that's fine. But at the end of the day, what's happening to the nuclear family in the process? Um, I just, like I said, I'm more kind of, I'm more of an old-fashioned person, you know, where my husband works, you know, he takes care of the, the financial aspect of it, and I take care of the ch- children in the household, so I'm more of I guess an old, you know, old-fashioned, like I said, more conservative right. um, thought pattern with that. Um, and then I want to also touch base on the whole trans um, uterus implanting in men. And, yeah, so when you say women are under attack, yeah, I do believe they're under attack in that aspect. I believe right. with um, the whole abortion thing, I believe that um, we'll go to Margaret Sanger. Um I believe it was in the 70s. Was it? You could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, wasn't it in the 70s? Was it 26 or 27 percent of the population was um, black people, and now it is down to what 12.7 or 12.6 percent? Yes, that would that would be that would be correct. Yes, 12.86. Okay, so I, I was pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I just. My thing is, is, you know, black lives matter, well, black babies' lives matter, too. Um, so I call BBLM, if you want to go with BLM. <laughs> BBLM. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just keeping it real. Um, right. And actually, you know, all babies matter. Um, and I'm the product of a mother. My mother and father were married. Um, I was her sixth, sixth child. Sorry, my list. Um she did not want to have any more children, and she wanted to abort me. And had my father not fought her on it, I would not be on this radio show to talk about it today. So I right. have a, you know, I have a more of a personal experience with the whole um, abortion issue um, because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my father saying, "No, that's my child too, and you're not not going to abort her, you know, b- abort the baby." Because at the time they didn't know whether I was a boy or a girl, but um, so that, that, you know, for my mother to even admit that she wanted to abort me was bothersome. And that's why I say my mother was very, lib- she is very liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it bothered me to even hear her, that come out of her mouth. And then I turned and then I, and then she, and then she had said to me, and you turned out to be my best daughter. I said, yeah, see, and you almost off me. 
you know, like, you know, in a you know, kind of joking right. way, you know, I said, because I do talk to my mom like that. I go, yeah, see, and you almost off me. Um, but it, I kind of made a joke out of it, but at the same time, it kind it did bother me, you know, in, in, in my soul, right. you know, like, so I do look at abortion in a different way and, it, you know, so for the women that are so quick to just want to use it, abortion as a form of birth control, it bothers me. It bothers me with this whole transgender uh, sports thing. So, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say, yeah, women are under attack um, in more than one way. I mean, they're right. wanting, um, you know, they're wanting to have uh, transgender, uh, I guess you would call them females, Mm-hmm. Um, in sport, and that's taking away from us women, you know. Right. I, I, I just I just think that we are, you know, now that you 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 know you kind of the way you worded it made me think of more than just abortion. You mm-hmm. know, we are under attack in other ways. Right. right. So, and so, for me to be called as this woman, that's bothersome to me because I've never heard of that term and these pronouns. They're just wild now. <laughs> right. The only pronoun I want to hear, what's your first name? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the pronoun I want to hear. I don't want to hear, you know, as I've always said, I don't want to hear they, them, them, whatever. That's like, what are your, you know, people have asked me, like, what are your pronouns? Roderick. That's my pronoun. Right. Roderick, what's that? That's my first name, Roderick. You, yeah, you, you're not a I, they, them? No, I'm Roderick. Hmm? Yeah, I, I, I was in. <laughs> Yeah, I was in a live on TikTok, and um, I was in a liberal live, and I got hopped in the box, and they made me give my pronouns before I could speak, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Now I'm going on 53 years old this month, and I'm thinking, where did all this come from? Like, what are these, this younger, I'm scared for this younger generation. What they are, you know, what what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what's going on. So, f- feminism, right? I- I'm gonna hit you one more time with, with, with the with, with the feminism thing too, right? Because it's it's important that you know, we, especially we have conservative women talking about this, right? Because conservative women have a you know, I personally think the right angle when it comes to this, because you know they see all the bullshit, right? And how it doesn't logically make sense, right? Because these people live in fairy tale land, right? When, when we talk about our social order, right? And a lot of feminists will, will say that they want to work towards equality, not female superiority, a.k.a. matriarchal um, uh, matriarchal state. So what, what, what do you say to those feminists that actually say that, that they're working towards equality and not a matriarchy? Well, I, I just think that they need to to take take a step back, like look at the big picture because things are changing rapidly, and I don't know where all of it's coming from. But I mean, I, I've seen so much just being on social media before pre social media. This we didn't have a problem like this, um, and I've. Things I've seen on social media is worrisome to me, like I said, for our future. Um, and I think they need to take a step back and realize that us heterosexual women 
are, I don't, even some heterosexual, the liberal and the left, it's, I'm trying to think of how to word it. The liberal uh, women and the l women on the left are, you know, they're all for LGBTQIA+, uh, alphabet soup. Um, it, it's, it, it's fine if you want to, like, I'm trying to think of the right wording. If you wanna, if you want to support them, that's fine. My best friend is gay. I'm fine with that. Um, but to to push it, it, it's just being pushed. It's being shoved down everyone's throat. Um, and I think everybody just kind of needs to stay in their own lane. And my my best friend that is gay, believe it or not, she's conservative. She right. thinks that the LGBTQIA plus Alphabets, that's what she calls it. Alphabet soup is just, they're outrageous. The alphabet mafia, <laughs> as yeah. I've heard people call yeah, it. I'm like, what, what letter's next, you know? Like, she can't even keep up with it, and she's, she's uh, you know, she's a woman that likes women. She's attracted to women, and she's like, what the, she don't get down with all that gay pride month. That she doesn't do all that, so... But it's our generation, too, is different than the younger generation. Right. And that's True. why I'm worried about the younger generation and what they are doing. It, it, it's, it's like, like turning into a whole mess. Yeah, it, it's like they're, they're building their own cages to be self-identified, right? You know what I mean? It, right. it, 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 like people, evil people will give you uh, uh, enough materials to build your own cage. And they just keep handing it to you piece by piece. And so they get you in that cage. And then what do they do to you once they get in that cage? They do whatever they want with you. They can rattle your cage, get you mad, upset, let you go, go cause a ruckus, bring you back. Right. Prime example, Roe v. Wade. The Roe v. Wade to protest in front of the Supreme Court. All these people had been so quiet about abortion rights. And like, OK, Roe's not going away. Then the leaked opinion comes out. Right. The, the leaked opinion is the shaking of the cage. Right. Hey, guess what? Rah! And then next, thing you know, oh, wait, they dropped it. That's the cage opening. And they run out like rage lunatics. I can't yeah. be my body, my choice. This is not a human. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Lord Jesus, what y'all been feeding them? The, the poison cheese that, uh, that, that they've been giving to the rats for the covid research. I don't know what y'all coming out sounding crazy. <laughs> right. I was reading yesterday, right? I was reading a a, a piece on uh, uh, on a women's group page, right? Um, I had just I clicked through some stuff and I started reading things about abortion. And I started reading more about evictionism, right? Because evictionism, right? I know you've heard that argument before in in, in on social media, um, how it's you know the woman completes self defense. Because the baby is in there. It's a parasite when, you know, it's like, you know, evictionism is a libertarian argument, right? It's completely libertarian. But yet these same people hate libertarians, right? Like, I, I, it's like, oh, now you like libertarians. Now you like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pick an argument and stay with it. You just say you pick an argument here because it makes you feel good. Yeah, it feels good. I'm, I, I'm fighting back against the fetus. I'm fighting. I'm like, oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Like, nothing against my, my libertarians, right? But that is, evictionism is a libertarian argument, right? And, and they don't even have the whole argument correct when it comes to evictionism because they miss the part about property 
rights. They missed that part. They missed that part. How the 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 the, the libertarians that believe in in, uh, in evictionism um, looks at any product that's from their body as their property. They missed that part. Right? They just think, oh, you know, it, it's property. It, 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 it's it, it's my body is self defense. It's there when it when it's not supposed to. That's not the whole argument. And 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 and, and he misconstrued it. But I'm going to get into to the evictionist argument when it comes to that. Right? Um, but I was reading on there. I clicked into that this this women's site, and they have a term called toxic feminism. Now, when I say that, what is that? What does that tell you? Toxic feminism. What does that tell you? And there's no wrong answer. No, I don't know. That just the word toxic is enough for me. Um, <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. Right. Right. Anything that's toxic you you need to run from. I mean I mean, that's as soon as you said toxic feminism, that my eyes got big. Um that's But what does that mean to you? Explain what that would mean what that means to you. To me, it means like the feminist group um, movement is becoming toxic. That's what I just heard come out of your mouth. Just the two okay. words are like explanatory. All right. What would make them toxic? Um, I would say they're, I think, like I said, they're overstepping. Um mm-hmm. The whole pushing, you know, the way they are explaining how, you know, babies are um, when they're pregnant, um, like, you know, a clump of cells. I've never heard that. Um, You know, just so it's they're treating babies, unborn babies as, like you said, property um, and not they're not valuing human life. Right. Um. And that's where I think that the whole toxic femininity is coming into play is because women, to me, are becoming more toxic in their way of thinking. Check this out. You know, you, you know, you know what this women's group calls toxic, toxic feminism. You ready? And, and everybody, everybody, everybody listening, you ready? Hold on to your seat for this definition. I'm sitting. Toxic feminism is a term used to refer to how most women react to gender-specific expectations and behaviors meant to keep them quiet, subservient, and submissive to the midst of male aggression and domination. What the? (laughs) No, let it rip. Let it rip, tater chip. Let it rip. I was going to say, what in the hell? Hmm. Um, yeah, that that's the definition of it. That's the definition. That's the definition um, that that they are using for toxic for toxic feminism. Yeah. Oh no, my lord. Um, <coughs> I, I'm speechless. I, I I never thought I'd say I was speechless, but I am. All I could do is laugh at this point, MOJ. That that is, I don't even I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> but now now that definition, take that and apply that, apply that to everything you've dealt with, right on social media. Because obviously you don't deal with it out in the street, right? 
everything right. you've dealt with on social media, think about that definition. How many people have you ran into that exudes that trait? A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And it's scary. Here's the flip side it's of that, really right? Scary. Here's the flip side of that, right? And it's something I thought after reading that, something I thought about, right? Um, it might not be a new term. I haven't actually looked, but I'm like, let's talk about pseudo feminism. Right. Because, okay. right. Because the, I look at it this way. These, these toxic ass feminists, they're pseudo feminists. Right. And I, and I say that right now, my definition of pseudo feminism would be women that bark up and down saying they deserve more respect from people and from other genders. Right. They want all the respect that are given to men. Right. So in other words, we're looking at a group of women that say men are toxic. Men are misogynistic to dehumanize him, to take the respect away from being a man and apply it to them. That's what I call pseudo feminism. Well, I have run into some people that that do. Well, I can't say some. A lot of people on social media that do. um I've even run into men that are bowing down to that rhetoric. And they're, it's like, oh, this is a woman's safe space. They can speak in here. It's a woman's safe space. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, where, it, where, where are all our masculine, mas- masculine men is what I want to know. You know, and I'm speaking for the younger generation because I know um, the old, you know, my generation, I know they're still out there. Um, but the younger generation, they're so, you know, and it's nothing, nothing against guys because I'll just say um, I'm the type of person, I go to McDonald's every day and I get a medium Coke with extra ice, a small fry, cooked to order. This is my daily routine, right? And in, in the McDonald's drive throughs there's, there's guys wearing nail polish. And I'm like, what in the hell? It, I don't know. It's just things are, things are very different now. Well, like, here, and it seems like it is. It's almost like I blinked my eyes in it. Here, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. And, 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 and this is kind of where, this is kind of where we are, right? Because we know in in the in the the, the uh, social sexual hierarchy right you know we we have alpha beta data gamma omega and sigma right correct and if we start at the bottom uh, of the hierarchy right the 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 the, the omegas right or are, are, are the bottom right uh, of that totem pole right they're they're very uh, introverted Right, introverted. They're, they're like your nerds, right? I would say that they're more nerdy, like, but they have emotional baggage, and 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 they, and they oh tend to, and they tend to be those type of men that are like, why ain't why 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 didn't you call me when, when when you went to lunch? Why didn't you call me when you got home? Right, those kind of men. Those are those are omegas, right? Those right. are omega type men. Then you have the gamma males, right? Which are very narcissistic men, right? Narcissistic and egotistical, right? And abusive, right? And they don't like to be told kind of what they do, what to do, right? 
Those are your gamma males, right? Your delta males are your, uh, are your I would say, like more blue-collarish men with self-esteem issues, right? And they seem to be a little insecure in relationships. Your beta males, right? Your beta males, we already know what they are, right? But I look at beta males as like they're the second in the pack, right? They're they're more passive and fo- and try to follow what the alphas are doing, but they're now the betas now are acting more like omegas, right? In this regard, and then obviously alphas, right? We know the alphas—they're the natural leaders, the dominant, the extra, you know, the extroverts, the charismatic, etc. Right. Then you have the sigmas, right? Which um, I, I mean, I identify. Let me stop. I, I, I myself—I know I, I'm a sigma male, right? You know, I am introverted, right? But I don't play by their rules in that social uh, uh, sexual scale, right? I don't play that game with them. Right. Because, you know, I'm not aggressive. I just keep to myself. Right. And I kind of do my thing over here. You know what I'm saying? Don't bother me. I won't bother you. But you come over here bothering me. My bark is just as loud as your bark. You just don't realize it yet. Let me do me. And you hold on to that scale over there. Right. So with that being said, those men you are talking about to say, oh, well, this is a safe haven for women. And, you know, all that. Those those people tend to be either omegas right or they tend to be deltas right and the right one the right one right and here's what's scary about women have a space here to speak i am i am opening my space to women i know who you're talking about when you say that i know exactly what you're talking about right they could they, they, mm-hmm. they, they could be undercover gammas, right? They could be looking to be predators in that space by luring in, right? Oh, you're safe here. And then get into a woman's deep emotional feelings and thoughts and get into places where a woman wouldn't normally allow someone. And that gamma comes out, that narcissism comes out. And now that woman's being attacked. She's scared. And now that guy claims to be goes back to claim he's a he, he he's a victim right he goes right. back going to being an omega i'm a victim she took no 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 you 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 used her emotions against her that's some narcissistic bullshit right and that's what i that's what i see that that's what i potentially see when i because any man in his own right knows that yes he, he you know, uh, you're a man that's going to be a woman's safe space, but not to the point of exploitation. And what these people do is like you you have a safe space in my life. Women have a safe space in my life. That's almost borderline narcissistic to me. Right. I agree. That is completely and I, I scary. Was, I, was labeled, I was labeled as a Sigma female. Mm-hmm. Um, by somebody. Um by my personality um, because I don't like conflict but and I will stay in my own lane but the minute somebody crosses me a different side of me comes out right that's right that's exactly right so would that I would assume that would be Sigma then yeah yeah because Sigma females don't mind going going against the grain 
right? Because right. I mean, sigma females. They're, I mean, sigma females are not normal. They're not part of the normal order, right? Um, but sigma sigma females, like sigma males, know their role, right? Um, and and that that goes in between, you know, the the, the gender roles too, right? Like a sigma female won't mind, you know, getting out there with a hammer, you know what I'm saying, and building, you know, building a frame to a house. But then turn around 10 minutes later, take a shower and, and, and look like she's ready to be the star of the ball. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's me. Like, like That's that. Me in a nutshell. Right. And, and most women don't realize they're sigmas because they've been programmed to 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 be submissive. When there's a lot of women, you know, once they understand they are sigmas, they're not part of the social sexual uh, uh, paradigm. They're like, well, shit, I, you know. Or they they know that they're not part of that paradigm. They just didn't know where they would classify themselves, right? And this in the sigma female thing, sigma male thing is a new thing within the last three to four three to four decades, right? That's a new that's a new thing that's come out, right? Because they they did a right. study at the uh, University of Colorado back in like the seventies, and they were wondering why men were not you know, acting like alpha-ish, right? They're like, well, they're just introverted. They're not really bothering anybody. But if you mess with them, they get violent. And that's where they come up with Sigma, right? Right. And then that yeah, same. I never, I never heard that, um, you know, I've never been labeled it before, but I was labeled, well, I won't say label, label. Well, I guess labeled. Um, I was told that I am a, considered a sigma female right and um so i and then when i was explained what sigma female was i was like yeah that's me you know like i do go against the grain i do not follow people i march to the beat of my own drum and i don't like conflict you know i don't really like conflict but if it's it comes in my face i will strike right that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and, and, and I, I think uh, right now, right now, we need, um, as far as like the feminine side of our society right now, right? We need those Sigma females to really step into the sphere and be like, you know what? <laughs> Y'all need to take a seat. All of you. Y'all need to take a seat. We're not doing this today. Right? right. We're not doing this today. Right. right? And, and more and more are speaking out. But, you know, we, we, we need we need the American women of the past. Right? The American women of World War II. Right? We need more Betsy Rosses. Right? We need more Ida B. Wells. Right? We need more of those type of strong women to hold the social fabric of our country together because if we don't we're in trouble yes we are in serious trouble especially just based on the fact they want to try to change the gender roles of you know what i'm saying uh uh, uh gender roles of society right and, and corporations aren't helping that either no, right. they're not. Right, because what they're doing is, oh, so we got to shore up, right? Y'all listen to this. We got to shore up the gender pay gap. So we're going to pay women more intentionally, right, to 
uh, create an environment where if a couple is married, for example, and the woman's making almost twice as much as the man, the man will stay home with the kids. We want the women in the workforce. Yeah. That's right? what's happening today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's happening, right? And, 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 yeah, you know what? If a guy stays home with the kids, that's cool. That's legit. But it shouldn't be manufactured from an outside source like a corporation that would make that happen intentionally because what ends up happening in those situations and y'all mark my mark my words if a woman has a career that she's making 150 200,000 a year as a as a as a um sea level executive right she's not going to take time off to have a baby no i i and i have noticed that too moj mm. a lot of um the younger generation, the gen, well, the what is it, the millennials? Mm-hmm. Um, they're waiting later in life to have children, and even if they do have children, it's only one if they choose to have a child. Right, right. Uh, my daughter is a prime example. She's going to be twenty nine years old. She doesn't have any children. She's not even married yet. She's right. focusing solely on her career. Right. And then I have my son that is 23. He's engaged to be married, and they plan on having children shortly after they have, uh, you know, after they get married, and they plan on having two to three children. So, you know, I have a daughter that is opposite than a, than my son, and, you know, she's older. He's Gen, he's a Gen Z, you know, he's Gen Z, and he has more of my traits of how a family should be and my daughter has more of a a liberal mindset mm-hmm. um you know where she thinks she doesn't need a man and and i i've always taught my children to be self-sufficient but she she wants a man but then she said she doesn't know if she wants children and that's bothersome to me because I'm thinking, well, you know, I'd like to be a grandma, you know, I'd like to be a grandmother someday. And her being almost 29, I would have thought she would have been married and had a child or two by now. Right. And she failed me. <laughs> she failed me at that. But that that's fine. I mean, hopefully... At some point in time, she, you know, she'll change her mind, et cetera, and kind of accelerate that process. But, you know, again, right, that's kind of that, 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 that's kind of where, you know what I mean, kind of where we are, right? I mean, my, my thing is what, what I taught my girls, right, like, um, is that wait until you at least graduate college. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't let a child derail you especially if you're not married, right? Don't let a child derail you while you're getting your education. Don't let that happen. Get your education yep. first, right? Get your, you know what I mean? Because I mean, if, if most kids are going to college at 17, 18, right? It it only right. depends on what you go into. It takes eight years, eight to nine years to get a PhD, right? You're 27, right? You're mid twenties, right? Then you're starting your career. Right. And by, and by the time you even get a PhD at that point, you're more than likely going to be in business for yourself. You're not going to be working for some corporation. Right. You're going to be 
you know what I'm saying? You're going to be running your own ish at that point, right? Because you already have the means, the connections, et cetera, to start, to start your own business. But let's just say master's degree, right? Six years, seven years for a master's, depending on what you go into, right? And then you get your foot in the door, entry level, you know, career, right? 29, 30, get married, have children, right? And then there you, right? 18 years, you're 48, child's off to college. You know what I mean? You're good. You, you know, or have two, right? 55, you know, your oldest child is 18 at 55. You still have another good 20, 30 years left of life after raising kids and you get to enjoy your grandkids. Maybe even get to enjoy, depending on the timing, your great grandkids, right? But having kids so early, you know, in your teens, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. So women folks that's listening, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is if you're single, try not and you're going to college, try not to derail your education. Right. If you're going to school, don't derail your education. Or if you're going to trade school, don't derail that, you know, by making improper decisions, per se. Right. And that's the same thing goes for men, too. Don't derail your education because you want to feel good. Right. And then guess what? We start instilling those kind of values in our in our young men and women. This abortion debate goes away. It goes right. away completely. It'll be at that point safe, rare, and legal. Not right. not safe, often and uber legal. It's all about culture. I agree. And I will say, um I I forgot I forgot to mention this MOJ. Um yeah. I've been married twice. My first husband I was married to four or five years. Um we didn't have any children together. Um and then I've been married to my current husband now for um it'll be twenty five years uh in February. Mm-hmm. Um so I started my family late, obviously. My daughter is actually my stepdaughter. Uh, she, you know, my husband had a child previous to us, obviously. Um, but I think the thing is, is I wish I would have started a little earlier, but I was not in, I wasn't married and ready to have children because I wasn't married. But I'm I mean, I'm I'm happy that I have the one I had um, biologically. But I wish I would have had more. Does that make sense? And I yes, will that makes say that um, yes. And I will say that between my first and second husband, this is where girls and women get shit twisted. And I'm and I didn't mean to say that, but no, you're fine. They get things they get things twisted around, and they they're so worried about the whole the abortion thing, but a woman should treat her body as a temple. And why I say that is because in between my first and my second husband, anyone that I had relations with, they had to wear a condom. If they chose not to wear a condom, they were not getting anywhere with me. And women need to learn how to speak up and open their mouth and quit acting 
like, oh, well, he doesn't want to wear a condom, so, you know, we still had sex and that's how I got pregnant. Um, I'm not use. I don't want to hear that as an excuse because there's no excuse um, for, you know, all the years that I was single, I did not, not one, not one single time, never, did I allow a man to have relations with me without a condom. And when me and my husband met, he said he didn't like to use condoms. I made him go and get checked for STDs before I would even have relations with him. Right. And I will say we did marry four months after we started dating because I guess I got it like that. And I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just I'm being honest. You know this, MLJ. I think I've told you this before. Oh, shit. She's... We, we she said, she said, she, she, she said them hot relations is like a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, oh, God. I mean, we, did marry early, we did marry early, but here, look, uh, we're, we have went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but we do not give up on our marriage. You know, right. anytime we had issues, we went to counseling. We're still married, going on 25 years. And, and this is where the girls, though, get it twisted, and women, is, oh, well, it doesn't, I, I even hear it from the women now, oh, well, it doesn't feel the same if they wear a condom. Bullshit. At the end of the day, it's not even about pr- protecting yourself just uh, from getting pregnant. It's protecting yourself from getting STDs. Like, do you not value your body as a temple? And you don't want to protect yourself. So that's where I have an issue with the, the, the young women now. It, the, when I hear them, because I've always, I used to hear it in our generation, um, mm-hmm. the men always saying it doesn't feel the same. Now I'm hearing women say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bullshit. You know, yeah, it may feel a little different, but it's going to protect you. One, if you don't want to get pregnant, and two, definitely not STDs. <laughs> and women need to have a little more respect for their body and, like I said, treat it like a temple. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. Miss Belinda, I want to thank you for spending time with the Southern Liberty family this evening, as always. You know, um, I love you, Emily. And I love you, too, girl. I love you, too. And in Southern Liberty, I'm sure they love you, too, after hearing your story and your your hot takes like a sauna <laughs> in this pace. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, hey, y'all, hey, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate Miss Melinda. Um, again, Miss Val, get well, all that good stuff. Um, but remember, y'all, y'all remember, we have a culture to save and it's going to start with our women it's gonna start with our women with the men holding the brunt of the weight so the women can help recreate and sew the torn fabrics in our society until next time life love liberty and happiness peace thanks for listening to the southern liberty podcast If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, 
subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.bpmg.us, or leave a rating and review on iTunes. To catch all the latest from Roderick, you can follow him on social media at manofjustice007. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.